0: Caters in the building, all right. The show goes on, all right. So, the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when you come up.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, brought to you by. The wonderful people at Fantasy Degens. Uh, we're here to preview the uh, 2022 Genesis Invitational. Absolutely loaded field. Absolutely loaded. 120 golfers. Um, we'll get into all that and more, but to help you break it all down, you can find them on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man?
0: Doing well. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. It's uh, going to be a fun one this week. I saw somewhere, you know, we, we talked about the waste management being a loaded field. This field's like, quote-unquote, rating on a depth of field or strength of field is uh, stronger than the 2020 Masters.
0: I I, uh, I thought that... Um, I saw somewhere that like the top 10, everybody in the top 10 is here. Is
1: Every there... top 10 player in the world, I think it was like 32 of the top 50 in the world. It's got a stronger strength of field than any of the FedEx playoff events last year, um, which is yeah. usually the best of the best. So yeah. uh, it's 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 absolutely locked and loaded. Um, but before we get there, Scotty Scheffler broke through a waste management wild tournament holes and ones guys flashing us on 16 which was freaking glorious um i love everything about the waste management and it lived up to the hype and more this week
0: no i agree completely i saw people though talking about like why don't other golf courses do this so the reason is is because then it's not as cool it's not like, unique you know what i mean i i, I saw where the bear trap is going to try to do some shit i guess next week at the honda or whatever um but it's not going to be the same I and mean, it shouldn't be the same my one gripe about the whole weekend, dude, was like, alright home right, hole-in-one, we're throwing 20s down on the field or whatever. But when JT chips one in, in, like, it, yeah. it, it, it's starting to get a little bit too much, fellas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just ruins it. Like, um, hole-in-one, I totally get it. Like, people going nuts. Shit happens 100%. It's once a year. I'm all for it. I think it's an awesome – like, I think it would be an awesome place to be when something like that happened. Um, but like, it's just one of those things to me where let's relax a little bit on the chip ends, you know, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was wild. Dude. It was, that was, uh, that was probably the best waste management ever.
1: Yeah. And well, and we, everyone was talking about going into it cause it was the best field we've ever seen there. Yeah. And, like all these things. And it, and it wasn't even just the big dogs. We had some guys farther down the list that were making, like obviously Seth D'Gala may almost took it down. So that storyline was just fun to watch. Like, he did a bad shot. He would know, still be laughing. Like, you could tell he was nervous, but he also couldn't tell he was nervous because he was just doing his thing. And uh, he was in a group with freaking Brooks and company. It was just, like, not getting phased at all. You got Cantley yet again, another top 10 near W. Um, you had some of the big dogs, like, like Rahm and JT played great, just couldn't putt. Uh, Xander was close again. But it was good to see Scotty come through. That was a lot of fun to see him finally get his. He's like, you know, he dominated. He dominated his portion of the Ryder Cup, which was great to see. But he still hadn't had that W yet, and to, to get that first one, it's three straight weeks now with first time winners on tour. It's a pretty pretty freaking crazy, Jesse.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I mean, it's been a, a pretty fun start to the year. Um, and Scotty, the other thing about Scotty Scheffler was he he overcame the most touted golfer last weekend. Yeah, and uh, and that the hex that typically comes along with that, and in uh, one, um, I had a buddy. <laughs> text me on like Thursday morning. And, like it was between like three golfers. One of them was Scheffler and the other one was Finau. Um I think the other one was Xander and it was just kind of sticking with Xander, but you know, between those two and we, we chose Finau. Let's just put it that way. Um, that was a, a terrible choice. Cause I felt like if I didn't say Finau, he would win. Um, whereas Scheffler, I knew he was going to be high owned and you know, just that angle. But, yeah, that was uh, – that sucked, but the, the tournament was great. Um, I, I really feel like next year or whatever, you know, especially with it being – with that Super Bowl being Phoenix, that they need
1: to start it like even an hour earlier than what they did. Yeah, yeah they got to get it done. And I don't know why they don't start it earlier because the sun's out for almost two hours, it feels like, before they even tee off. Well, so they they're teeing that... off
0: at 7 a.m. out there like yeah, Thursday and 6. Friday. Right. Yeah. I mean, so – I'm not saying send this the first guys out at 7 a.m., but let's get them. Let's let's plan for maybe potentially that there might be a a playoff that might you know spill over into potentially into the fucking Super Bowl. There's uh, been a playoff like,
1: almost every year. It feels like of late, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah.
0: And then if you're only going to play 18, like okay, that's fine. But that's it's not an easy birdie hole. No, nope. you know because the driving I, I, is so difficult on that hole. You play know, 17 so over and over again 17 would be fine make um, him go for it i feel like it's just kind of the logistics of getting people moved right yeah. so everybody's already on 18 so let's just play it on 18 and it's got a really good stadium feel and plenty of yeah. you know shit around it so but yeah that's that was Molly only two gripes was let's let's not throw beer cans when somebody chips one in for a fucking birdie yep. and, let's, and let's start it just a
1: little bit earlier and the one thing i will say is i I, I was one of the ones that said, you know, it'd be cool if they did this on a few other tournaments. I don't want it on every tournament. But, like, for instance, how about the Barbasol? Wouldn't it be fun, like, the Barbasol to have one? I'm not saying put it in, like, a, the big boy tournaments, but no offense to your Barbasol. But um, you know what I mean? Like, some of these other ones that are trying to trying to get more eyes to it. Sure. Like, like, let's do those events. Like, it sounds like don't yeah. put it in Valspar. Don't put it, like, the but, like, Barbasol. Maybe uh, that event in Tahoe. Um, yeah. like the Barracuda. Like, let's do stuff like that. Like let's yeah. lighten it up. That'd be fun. I'm with so, you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't I don't disagree that making golf something uh, a, a better fan experience, yes. A, is, is obviously a win. And then also too, just making it more fun is never going to be a bad thing. I, I don't disagree with that. Have you um kind of just to piggyback off that a little bit, have you heard about all the rumors with these guys going to the Saudi Arabia league or whatever who Bryson well Bryson but I mean yeah, no. supposedly there's 17
1: it sounds like most of them are elder statesmen that can't really compete much on the tour anymore so yeah like. I, th- I
0: think Phil's one of them um which makes the most sense yeah I mean it, it does but like I don't understand how the that unless like they can draw a DJ but I don't know man to me it just seems sketched to be doing that if I'm currently a top 10 golfer in the world. Um, Cause I was just thinking about too, like, you know, a lot of these guys, obviously they play for money. They play, they're playing for a living. It makes sense that they want to make more money. I get that. But they're also playing for like prestige of like, you know, I mean like Tiger Woods was playing to break Jack Nichols's, yep. you know, uh, majors record of 18. And because these guys have like ginormous fucking egos, every yep. single one of them, because they're a top you know, 0.5% golfer in the world, you know? So, um, I don't know, to me, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go and play in those types of events. Um, supposedly they're going to have some in America. I I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting coming up. And if
1: the thing, the shit on
0: Bryson is true, I mean, like that'd be wild. It would be. And I, I would be just sitting back going, what the fuck, Bryson? Like,
1: well, there's a couple guys, you know, like kids and Dahman have flat out said, I do this to make money. Like, I don't, like, but at the same time, I still, I guarantee you, they, they're, they're quite competitive at the same time. Right. But, uh, Morikawa, like I want to hear his whole interview from today, but a couple snippets that I saw on Twitter that were pretty telling, um, first off, he said he's all for the PGA tour. So it's him, Tiger, Rory, Brooks, JT, who have all flat out said they're not going. So you're, there's a chunk of the top right out the gate. But, um, one of these he had this quote i know i saw he had others that i love to see but this one stood out he said we've all heard rumors of this date this date and then this date what are they waiting for there still have there still have been no names we come back to evidence concrete evidence of what's going on it's an unknown it's a hidden thing it's not enough so it's like it's like you said it's like they're all talking about we're going to do this we're going to do that but these big dogs are like what are we doing? There's nothing like you guys are just talking about this like fake thing in the sky. Basically.
0: That's true. That's, I mean, that, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, and, you know, and, and, and everybody's skirting around it. And like, you know, Bryson comes out yesterday with a tweet about how he's, you know, just, just injured and he's planning on playing yeah. Bay Hill in a couple weeks or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of rumors,
1: just a lot of speculation at this point, but it'll be fun to watch. Cause you know, last thing, since you brought up Saudi, what about good old Chucky Hoffman? <laughs>
0: Then you know he's he sh- on the weekend he' i think he's 79 sh- 70- 79- 75. he <laughs> was bitching about a drop which i get yeah. to a certain extent like um you know you drop it you then you set it and it rolls in i think that's fucking stupid but yeah don't hit in the water i don't know
1: yeah. it, didn't that same thing happen to Ricky i fear yeah. Right? yeah yeah we uh, talked like about on this very show yeah
0: w- one of those in Florida um and like it really like cost him some shit, i think but you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Charlie's regretting ever saying anything
1: about yeah, that. Yeah. I can't remember who said it. It was somebody on Twitter, one of the was golfer on Twitter. Something about he was probably a, you know, a couple a couple glasses of wine in when he hit, when he hit that send button. So, yeah. Very well could have been. Yeah. But uh, the fact he had put the uh, Saudis as the uh, backbone to that one pretty ballsy stuff there chuck yeah but um all right enough of that like i said i, I could sit and talk about the waste i love that weekend it was a freaking yes. awesome weekend that of was golf a great week um that's what uh, we enjoy as golf fans and and um and the reason i want to see more fun to it is we're at the i'm at a friend's house for the super bowl and there's like three of us there that golf and probably 15 people have, don't give a crap about golf watching golf playing golf they were all glued to the tv <laughs> so it's like i'm telling you like if you want stuff Make it more fan accessible. Very, yep. very simple stuff. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to the Genesis Open. 120 golfers. This is an invitational. My bad, Genesis Invitational, as it's Tiger's event now. So no Monday qualifiers. This is your field unless there's like some wait list of guys if guys drop. But 120 golfers, uh, T65 and tie still. So you're going to get about 55% plus uh, making it to the, to the weekend. So keep that in mind for your six to sixes. But uh, lots of event history, Jesse, so why don't you kick it off for us?
0: Yeah, plenty. Um, last year was uh, Max Homa's year, 1,200 in a playoff over Tony Finau. Uh, Adam Scott has won this uh, event twice. The last time was in 2020. 11, shot, uh, 11 under, two shots over Scott Brown, Sung Kang, and Matt Kuchar. J.B. Holmes as recently, as 2019, won a, a golf tournament. 14 under, one shot over Justin Thomas. Uh, Bubba's won this three times. The last time was in 2018. 12 under two shots over Naw and female dj's one uh one in 2017 uh 17 under five shots over uh, scott brown and, and thomas P- tomas peters um and then uh bubba won in 2016 james hahn bubba that's pretty much it mickelson's won in a couple of times i don't think i don't think he's in the field no he's not no he's
1: not he is not in the field he's won it twice uh bubba's three times like hahn's twice uh, that jb holmes year was fun because that was the uh Big uh, on the clock type year. Justin Thomas was pissed about how slow that round was. Watching TV sucked. That was the year that like he slow played eighteen or whatever yeah. or something. No, that was that was at uh, the Farmers. Oh, different fucking That's a different turn. That's a, that a few weeks before this one, but same year I believe. But uh, no, this one I I remember watching this on TV and he was just dragging ass out there. It was <laughs> brutal. JT was just not loving life at all. So yeah, um, yeah good old JB Holmes. But uh, you mentioned tons of event history, and it's at the wonderful Riviera uh, Country Club. Absolutely amazing golf course, host of the Olympics in 2028, which would be actually pretty darn fun to watch at this course. Uh, It's a par 71 over 7,300 yards. It's not that long, but it's, it's long because you can't hit driver a ton. There's a lot of fairway bunkers narrowing. The fairways are already super narrow as it is, but they get narrow the farther down you go. So it's like... Uh, you probably remember when Webb Simpson mentioned it before. It's like, you don't have to lengthen golf courses. You just got to make the shots different on a golf course. That's kind of what Riviera does. And this is why like you, you can read a lot of golfers quotes like Rory and other guys say it's the golf or even tiger. said. I think, I think it was tiger's quote. This is the perfect golfers golf course. You got to hit these shots. You can, if you think you can trust your driver, hit three, something straight, go for it. Uh, but tons of bunkers in play, tons of bunkers around the green, Uh, you know, bigger greens than pebble, but still kind of small greens, POA greens. So they're going to be tricky. You're going to hear a lot about POA putting. It makes sense. Um, Some of the hardest greens to putt from within 10 feet on tour, which a lot of that is to POA because if you've ever played on POA, so much fun as the day goes on, it gets bumpier and bumpier. So good stuff there, but narrow fairways, the rough isn't super penal. unless You go really crazy, which there's trees and stuff involved, but that's why some guys still will uh, hit drive because they know they can spray it a bit. But to get it to stick on these greens, which are firm and fast, obviously you want to be in the fairway. So it's definitely a shot makers course, a second shot course, a lot of approach game, a lot of longer iron game. Uh, most of your par fours or your, your critical par fours are 450 to 500. Your par fives, or three par fives or 550 to 600. A couple other things, you have the drivable par four 10th, which is a lot of fun. It's got the big bunker in front. You'll see a lot of guys almost go left into the trees and chip it out. It's bizarre, but it's awesome to watch. And then obviously the first hole is a par five. It's 500 feet or 500 yards at elevation. Uh, one of the better holes to eagle on this course, let alone birdie. It's got a six percent eagle rate, almost a sixty percent birdie rate. So if your got it's the easiest hole on the golf course by by far.
0: It's like a long par four for these guys, yeah, or yeah. not even like that long of a par four. But
1: the average score was four point three strokes. Like if I think... if are if your guy struggles here.
0: Not good. It's it's super downhill, but I don't even think a lot of people hit driver off of it because they can hit it long yeah. into like the rough.
1: Yeah, they like because yeah, there's like a rough almost that separates the two pieces of the fairway and they don't right. care because it just crushes. Yeah. And they're they're sitting pretty. So you got that one. Uh just looking at Fantasy National and kind of breakdown on birdies. If you're playing showdown, the tenth and eleventh hole, because if you want birdie streaks, are your um your second and fourth easiest birdie holes in the entire course. So if you're looking for birdie streaks, you might want to set your guys up to maybe uh, start on the front and finish on the back is what I would say because six or basically um, 5 through 9 are all 10% or better birdie rates. But if you go after 11, it's like 8%, 11, 11, 7. So if you want birdie streaks, I'd prefer guys on the front. I'm not a big showdown guy, but that's just like little niche things you can check out if you're feeling frisky. But uh, with all that being said, Jesse, yeah, a lot of scrambling is going to be important here. Uh, sand saving is going to be a big putting on po- – uh, Course history, ball striking, and all the fun stuff. So, what are you looking at this week?
0: Yeah, a lot of that. There's plenty of course history, so I weight that quite a bit. Par five scoring matters, um, and yeah, the stroke scan around the green is is one of the like things that I weigh more so this week than any, than any other week because um, these greens, like you said, are small and they're tricky. And so, yeah, I
1: usually don't care much about scrambling. I usually keep most scrambling sand saves whatever out of my model they're all in my model like at least like five-ish percent this week just because um usually i look for birdie or better and stuff on this course i want bogey avoidance so these guys can get up and down for pars i'm pretty pumped because if you listen to when jesse was talking about uh winning scores it's low scoring the cut line on average i think i saw the last like five years is plus one to plus four so that just tells you how difficult things can be on this golf course, and before we get into your DraftKings scoring, I want to give a little FanShare Sports stuff. And this is a fun week for FanShare Sports to use the the tools because there's it's a tough field. There's Poa. There's all kinds of different niches you can look at and sort through. And so a couple things here on FanShare Sports. I just did the last six events on strong fields, and in terms of DK scoring, Rom Cam Smith is second. Justin Thomas, Rory McElroy, Cantley Burns. So some of the big dogs you'd you'd expect. Uh, in this field, but it's a major field, so you're going to get that. Um, last six events on Poa greens, Tom Hoagie leads the way. Patrick Reed, who's been struggling, and been talked about all over Twitter. Rom Cantley, Brooks, uh, Taylor Moore's only played in two of them, but he rates so not well. And then Lonto Griffin and David Lipsky were two guys in the top ten that stood out quite a bit on Poa greens. And then um, a lot of comp courses you'll hear is a ton of people that do well at. Augusta do well here, and people do well. Wells Fargo do well here. There's a few other courses, but those two stood out a lot. Just if you think about the layouts of the course, you know Torrey Pine South and uh, everything. But I just did the last three years back to 2019: Wells Fargo Masters and the Genesis. So it's 12 total events. I just want to see in this field who's best at DK scoring in those events. Obviously, they, not all these people played all these events. Um, actually, that's only nine events. If you do the quick math. So Xander Shoffley has played on seven of them, and he leads this field in DK scoring, followed by DJ, Victor Hovland, um, Mark Leishman, Patrick Rogers is up here, Patty Reed. um, So some of the the big names, but it was interesting to see who's done well on all these course types as well. All right, enough of me, enough of that kind of stuff. Let's talk DK Jesse. Let's kick it off. 10K and above. John Rahman, 11-3. Cantlay at 11,000. DJ, or no, JT at 10-7 marikawa 10-4 dj at ten two, so you'd expect the best of the best and here they are
0: yeah this is absolutely loaded field i mean it just gets some of these guys that we've been playing like further down the list here above 10k this year so um i i that i mean i hope you agree or at least i would think you agree with me dj is going to be the chalk
1: yeah he should be he should be i mean for
0: Yeah, I mean, his course history is great as far as, like, he's not missed a cutter since 2015. He's got a win, obviously, 2017. He hasn't finished outside the top 10 in the last three years. Um, And the price is low enough there where, like, just literally simply a top five probably pays off. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that leads me to kind of be more interested in a couple guys who have been playing really well of late, John Rahm. We know how good he is. He he literally could not putt worth a fuck last week. Um I played him in a lineup that actually had six of six, and so I was interested in watching him, you know, get around and, and play well, and it just never just never materialized as far as him making a run, um, still finished tenth. I think he led the the field last week in just about every category except for or at least he was probably top ten in about every category except for putting, I know he was at one point minus three on the putting so putting there. So, anyways, John Rom 11, 3 and then Cantlay at eleven thousand. Man, I mean, it's just a matter of time before Cantlay wins again, right? Uh, second, fourth, ninth, fourth, fourth in his last <laughs> five starts. Um, I was surprised how low owned he was last week, coming off the you know the the Pebble Beach there, where he played well. He finished fourth, and then he finished second. I mean, it's just he's gonna win, right? Eventually, I, his course history is good enough, in my opinion, especially. You know, a lot of guys make the cut here because, like you said, especially in the last couple of years, it's been an imitational. It's been 120 golfers. You know, it, at one point, was top 70 in ties. Um, now it's top 65. But his finishes are 15th, 17th, 15th, fourth in his last four years. He did have a couple of miscuts before that, but that was pre, like, uh, coming back from injury, can't lie. So, I mean, I'm really leaning towards those two. I, don't, I mean, it's not hot take central by any means to want to play two of the best players in the world, but I do think DJ will be over 25%. So, that's going to spread the ownership out amongst these other guys up top here. So you might be able to get some of these guys low owned. And
1: and before I mention it, every pricing area um, we talked about last week, course history was like, there's like the third most useful like course history course on tour. I don't know the number for this one, but it's also extremely useful. Um, So that's going to outweigh some of my stats on some of these, these guys will be fine. But the other point to that deal is you can play the ownership game in a big way. If more guys are going to make the cut, if it's a loaded field where you have really good golfers, you can really play that ownership game if you want. And it'll be pretty spread out with the big guys, I think, overall, which is interesting. Um, like I'll even pull up what we got going right now since we're recording on Tuesday instead of Monday. We'll have a decent idea. I prefer Wednesday's results. But just for this um, 10K and above right now, DJ is projected to be the chalk, followed by Rahman Cantley. JT and Morikawa are, are projected to be the lowest in this range, but they're all 11% or higher. Uh and DJ's only 17, which in reality isn't that bad. So um, but I'm with you. Yeah. Rom's elite, Rom is great. Cantley, um, they mentioned it on the Pebble broadcast. I didn't hear it last week because they were in Arizona, but Cantley's numbers in the state of California over like the last three years, he's like well over a hundred under par or something. It is insane what he has done. He has torches these golf courses. You'll hear the narrative when he was at UCLA. This was their home course. He knows this course very, very well. Um, course history is just fine um i'm hoping he comes in low on like he did last week too because i was i was a guy that had very limited cantlay. it backfired um so both these guys are elite don't mind dj i was actually shocked to see he's fourth in my model he's first and off the tee first in par four scoring 450 to 500 top 10 in a lot of categories in the last 24 rounds for as bad he's been playing it kind of surprised me but i think if outside of ramen and not lay morikawa gets me very intrigued he's first in my model First on approach, first on par fives, five fifty to six hundred. Uh, second strokes gain total in the last twenty four rounds. He's uh, he's just a lot of ones and twos across the board here for me. Um, I like him a lot this week. Uh, Morikawa at ten four. It's always risky with him, but um, just because if he's not putting, it can get ugly quick. But you can say for all these guys, that's John Rahm, like you said last week. So I like Rahm and can- I probably like can't lay the most up here, but up, my pivot would be Colin Morikawa. All right, 9K range. you got Xander at 99, McIlroy at 97, Hovland 94 after the missed cut that ruined a lot of people, Matsuyama 93, Scotty off the dub at 92, Cam Smith at 91, and Brooksy at 9,000. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, Rory, um, that price just
0: seems low as fuck, and he's already got plenty of buzz this week. He's going to be probably pretty high on. He did miss the cut here last year, but... Fourth and fifth in the in the two years before that, come off a third place finish over in Dubai, which is really his only start this whole year. But before that was sixth, first of the CJ Cup uh, in the fall. So, obviously playing just fine. Hideki's another guy at ninety three. That um, the course history is is okay. Uh, I mean, for somebody up in this range, you know, if he was seven K, I would be, say it would be great. But miscut. Fifth, ninth, uh, miscut just playing solid golf recently to a 30th first, um, in his last three starts. And then maybe my favorite golfer in his whole entire range is Cam Smith, um, come off a miscut at the Sony Open in Hawaii where he was chalky as fuck for that. He won the, the t- tournament champion. So we'll give him a pass. His course history is good enough. Fourth here last year. He did miss the cut in 20, but made four straight cuts before that. So I really like Cam Smith this week. And uh yeah, I, I I feel like he can definitely win.
1: Yeah, I'm a gigantic Cam Smith fan as well. Another hot uh, take. Yeah, well, you mentioned his fourth <laughs> last year, miscut T four T six, T twenty eight. I the first when pricing first came out in the, the fantasy teams discord, I was like, I love Cam Smith this week. Ninety one hundred bucks. I'm all aboard the train. Yeah. Um, there's Aussie narratives all over this golf course. Cause one thing that um, you know the Masters and some of these courses play out is they're firm, fast, kind of weird undulations and stuff, but you play a lot of rollout with your shots. It's not just hit it. If you watch the President's Cup a few years ago in Australia, it's a ton of rollouts in that course, it's kind of Aussie golf. That's what they do. So um, it's, it, can, it depends. There might be some rain there to this afternoon or tomorrow morning. That could change things a bit, but I love Cam Smith. Um, and if you look at his past events here, you know you mentioned the fourth last year. He's a much different golfer from like last year on than he was prior to this. We can all agree on it. he gets the ball farther, a lot more better like overall gameplay. So, Cam Smith at 9,100 bucks, I love. He's he's a big, big play for me. Love Hideki at 93, sixth in my model. Um, he's a great approach guy. You want, you're talking about approach, iron play, and whatnot. Uh, he's one of the best in the game. So, just get the putter working and you'll be sitting pretty. He's a great in bogey avoidance as well. So, I like Hideki quite a bit. Um, I have nothing wrong with Rory. He should be very popular because he is mispriced. I know he's not winning, but Rory should never be 9,700 bucks. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just silly. So he's probably gonna be very popular. Um, Vic Hovland as well, but Xander intrigues me at 99. I'm not a huge Xander. Like I don't play him all the time, but he's fifth in my model. He's seventh on approach. If you look at, um, recent, uh, history here, a T15, T23, T15, T9 made all four cuts um that says a lot to me at 9,900 bucks he keeps getting better and better out there that third place finish last week where he just you know made a couple goofy plays and didn't put great either so I think Xander at 99 is quite interesting I will say if you want to look at ownership Xander Rory Hideki Cam Smith they all check my model out great and they're all gonna be very popular so (laughs) keep that in mind like the two lowest owned people in the 9k range Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Koepka so do with that what you choose, but uh, I like some Xander, some Hideki, and some Cam Smith for me. 8K you got Speeth 89, Zalatoris 88, Burns 87, M86, Watson 85, Fino 84, Homa 83, Scott 82, Fitz 81, Gooch 8000. And I just want to say, Sam Burns, you ruined me last week.
0: <laughs> me and you both, dude. I, I did not expect him to miss the cut after the way he started on Thursday. Um, it was a terrible round. Start uh, closer to the to the top there with Zalatoris. Fifteenth uh, here last year, he did miss the cut in twenty fifteen. But coming off that second place finish there at the Farmers Insurance Open, where really probably should have won. Um, he's had COVID for the last couple of weeks, and uh,
1: I, I mean, he's going to be popular too, right? I mean, yes, yeah, yes, fuck. he is projected to be seventeen point four percent, which is the highest in the field.
0: There are no uh, secrets anymore in uh, PGA DFS. Nope, not at all. It's such a luck box game, a lot more than it was five years ago. But um, the other option I I feel like, and you may not want to do this, would be to go to Sam Burns.
1: It's fine. I get it. I 100% get it. Now,
0: if you want to pivot off of him,
1: two straight miscuts for Sam.
0: Farmers, Phoenix, not good. Before that was playing excellent golf both of them have been because of just shit friday rounds. so i don't know what he's doing between thursday and friday but whatever it is like it we need we need to stop <laughs> yeah like now um because he you know he's under par both days on on thursday and then for whatever reason has shot over par both days on on friday so it's odd he finished third here last year um i don't think anybody will well anybody i think he will be a lot lower owned than especially will um, my other option, obviously, is Bubba. It, it, you know, this price is way too low. I know he's coming off two straight miscuts at this tournament, but he's won this event twice or three times, and um, played well last week in Phoenix. He had like four straight bogeys at one point because I played him. uh, He was on that team that was six to six, so I was very interested in how he was doing, and still ended up shooting over under par. Um, And he played really well in D- Dubai. I don't have his finish on here but it was
1: he was second or third he was yeah fighting, i mean he he was fighting he with made, Marner. Yeah. made a hell of
0: a run on sunday i think so mm-hmm. got good form coming in like i said did miss those two cuts the last couple of years but it seems like we're getting a little bit of the old bubble back which would be good for, even better for a couple of weeks when this uh you know the tour goes to a little place called augusta georgia um i do like homa i do like gooch i, I had them both checked off but just in the interest of kind of narrowing shit down um adam scott Another guy who played $8,200, never missed a cut here, has won this event twice. It was weird, though. Like, his first win was in 2005, and his last one was in 2020. How crazy is that shit? Yeah. Um, made the cut last week, sucked on the weekend, um, played in Dubai, finished in the top 10 there. It's just Adam Scott. I, I might play a shit ton of Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. Um, Fifth and 30th in his last two years at this golf tournament come off a 10th place finish in Phoenix six the week before that in Pebble. Nobody's playing him. I mean, he's been nine, 11% owned, um, the last couple of weeks there. And with this star studded field, I feel like that could be even less this week, even though he's playing really well as a course history, I could be completely wrong, but his buzz is not, you know, huge here on, um, fancy labs with, uh, their uh, little partnership with, uh, with fan shares, at least it's about the same as, as Scott and Gooch. So, um i would expect them to be similarly priced looks like potentially homa might be the lowest owner of the four though
1: um what i am seeing Just, so just in that far. range 83 to 8 yeah homa is going to be the lowest but they're all above 10% i'm looking at uh, fantasy national i'm pulling up share right now cuz somebody's fantasy national numbers are just not sitting <laughs> sitting good with me <laughs> i'm with you did. i mean
0: you know I, I i would it's hard for me to believe um, that, you know, like, Cam Smith's going to be the highest on golfer or Zalators. I mean, I, I really think it's going to be DJ. I could be wrong, but.
1: Uh, here we go. Projected ownership. All right. Let's have some fun with this. Um, on Fan Share Sports, they probably don't want me giving all this out, but we're going to have some fun today. Just give
0: us a range. Like, no, you have give I'm going to say, number. no,
1: 83, Said so 8K to 83. Yeah, this is a little bit different. Uh, Max is the lowest, at about a little less than 9%.
0: Okay, yeah. and that's what I, that's kind of what I figured. But defending champion, I, th- I think that's a he played pretty well last week. He he was bogey free to think the first two rounds that he played, uh, at TPC Scottsdale finished, ended up finishing 14th. Didn't have a great Sunday round, but Max, if he's going to be the lowest under these guys, I I would definitely play
1: him. Yeah, yeah and see they have fits at about. 10.3%. So he's about half a percent higher than Max, where uh fantasy national has fits at almost fifteen percent.
0: Yeah, I mean I'll take ten percent all day.
1: Yeah, so right. that makes a big difference to me. I'm looking at these two different ones and given seventy nine hundred bucks to eighty eight hundred, they're all ten percent or higher on on fantasy national. So maybe just differentiate below that is what it comes down to. But um, yeah, a ten percent fits would be great. You mentioned that course history and current form, so I'm with you there. All right, some other guys that I'm interested in in the 8K range. I am with you on um, uh, Willie Z. Yeah, he's gonna be so chalky. Like I'm probably gonna have no Willie Z again. I always fade Willie Z because everybody plays him and he usually burns me. So <laughs> I won't. It won't be a full fade. Like when I faded Cantley last week, I saw like two in my 20. It just won't be as high as I am on other guys type things. Like I know he's too good to completely full fade. It is golf. Um, I think Burns though. Burns and Sunjay are both great pivots this week you mentioned the recent form on both these guys um i mean uh, the tournament form for sam is one thing he's missed back-to-back cuts but here third and 23rd well sung jay on the flip side didn't play here in 21 missed cut 20 missed cut uh, in 2019 but he's coming in t6 at the farmer t11 at the amex missed cut the sony t8 of the century Seems he's like taking he's two weeks off out. too yeah well very so who the hell
0: knows what the hell's going on with him
1: yeah, which is weird. Like, I even said to I don't know who I was talking to, a buddy or something, like on Wednesday, I'm like, where's Sungjae at the waste management? It seems like the perfect field for him. Yeah. But um, I'm intrigued by him at, at 8,600 bucks. I really am to, to maybe get things right. But I remember Dyer, it's like engraved in my head in the chat where Dyer work made a point that Sungjae just has certain courses he struggles at, and it goes back. To, it's usually Pete Dye, but. Um, this one, he's over two on as well. So we'll see what happens, but he's a great pivot at 8,600 bucks. The way he's striking right now, his ball striking is outstanding. So he'd be someone to check out. You mentioned Bubba. I love Homa. I loved him last week. He played great. Uh, he just fits certain golf courses and this is one of them. Um, I love fits as well. You mentioned all that. And I will say Gooch at 8,000, you know, he's 21st in my model and he's coming in playing some really, really good golf at this, and here as well, T12, T10, T20 in his three trips. And that that recent form T twenty six last week. That's like a bad Sunday, but T twenty missed cut T twenty seven T fifteen. So Gooch at eight thousand, I think, is very very strong as well. Really really good eight K range. You can play the ownership game, or you could just wait, like I said. And when you get down like to seventy five and below, it's pretty spread out for the most part. So speaking of that range, seventy five to seventy nine. Jesse Henley Leishman Neiman Sergio. Cook Crack, Answer, Nah, Casey, Seamus, Hoagie, and Norin, who really had a heck of a week last week. What do you like here?
0: He did have a good week last week. Uh, Hen- Henley at top there at, at $7,900. Um, has not missed a cut here since 2014. Four straight made cuts for him. Not great finishes. Did finish 17th? 38th last year. 17th was the year before that, but hasn't missed a cut for in forever on tour. Um, Has just been playing solid golf. Sergio at 78. I wonder if he's one of those guys who's going to take the money. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he did. Um, just because, I mean, his his career has been obviously going downhill for the last few years, and he's getting older. Uh, miscut last year, thirty seventh, thirty seventh in the year in the two years prior to that. Um, in Dubai, he finished twelfth, uh, sixteenth. Uh, the week before that, on the European Tour, just been playing solid golf. Neiman at seventy eight um, is another guy that. I think it's playable. His, his course history is mixed. You know, 43rd, missed cut, 44th, so not great from that respect. But he's coming off a, a sixth-place finish at the Farmers uh, just down the road um, from this golf course along the coast there uh, in San Diego. But, yeah, so I I, I think he's fine. Kevin Naugh, $7,600. bucks. i am just going to, I guess, keep playing Kevin na when nobody else does. And, I, I mean, I understand why people don't like him or whatever, but the guy's playing solid golf. 20th, 30th, 49th in his last three starts. Um, did have a win uh, back at, at the Tour Championship. I forgot about that shit. Yep. Uh, and his, his course history is not necessarily the very best, but it's good enough. Um, Paul Casey at $7,600. He's always playable. What about, what about your boy Tom Hogue? Getting no respect down here at uh, yeah. $7,500. Um, obviously one. Uh, Pebble and then had a really good showing and was in the mix really until I I think maybe potentially a few late bogeys there on Sunday. He finished, you know, 14th, shot 71 on Sunday. Before that, had all three rounds under par, $7,500. Course history is he's made three or four cuts here. Um, you know, not great finishes, but this is not the same Tom Hoagie that we've seen over the last three or four years. So,
1: and the other part I mentioned on fanshare. Last six events on POA, he leads the field in DK scoring. So it's not, not the end-all be-all, but I think it's $7,500. bucks. Uh, i am with you on that one. I think he's he's pretty fun for sure. I agree with you on Kevin Na. No, I'm going to keep going back to that train. He uh, is playing re- really sneaky good golf. Like you said, I'll keep playing him when like, no one else does. And his course history here is outstanding. So I like him quite a bit. And then Paul Casey, second in my model. His course history is outstanding, second in my model. Um, given he's played some Euro events and that's just so f- I wish with the technology we have these days we gotta start putting Euro stuff together and it's gotta happen. But um, the second of my model, he's just great on approach, great off the tee, great in bogey avoidance. So he's really really strong at 76. Um, Leishman at 79, I-, I like quite a bit as well. Talking about a guy that uh, plays really well at this uh, this golf course, 32nd, 43rd, fourth the last three years. If it does have that Aussie appeal, he can definitely. Play well here. The one I'm going to ask you about, and this guy hasn't played here since 2019 when he finished 64th. He had a rough miscut last week. But prior to that, though, a ninth, 14th, third, 50, like a t20 t15 machine. Seamus Power might come in extremely low owned at 7,500 bucks. And his um, off the tee game is pretty darn good. is around the green game is fifth best in this field in the last 24 rounds. Does he interest you at all at a potentially low owned play?
0: I mean, sure. He he just barely missed the cut last week. It's not like he was way yep. off because he shot even and then one under. And I think the cut was two, two. Yep. Yeah. So he was close. Um. And yeah, was playing really well before that. Ninth, 14th, 3rd. Yeah, like you said. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind him at all.
1: I think he's just one of those pivots. If you just like recency bias, people see a missed cut and be like, wait a minute. Um, it could be it could be it could be just false maybe you know he had that great run and we see you guys go and struggle for like a month just it happens because golf is a fun game like that but uh i think he's when he's been on of late his uh his iron play is pretty darn good so i, I like that one quite a bit uh let's go 7k to 7400 now it starts to get really interesting it's like a major it's major pricing so you got good golfers here but you gotta pick your poison jesse so what do you like
0: yeah for sure um start with Peters at $7,400, uh, his course historys He hasn't played here since 2018. He finished 68 that year. The year before that he finished second. Uh, so that was 2017. Um, and has been playing really well of late on the European tour. So won't show up in a lot of stat models. I've seen his name a few times, but, um, that doesn't really scare me off of him. Uh, as far as on Twitter goes, uh, has, has in his last three starts in the European tour, 12th, 15th, first, um, Did have a miscut, but then finished, had two straight top 10s before that. So, you know, just solid. A guy that I find really interesting is Cameron Chingale, and I don't think anybody's going to play him. Um, With the current form of, this this is some of the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen. Uh (laughs) So, his last time I was at Pebble Beach, miscut. Farmer's third. Remember remember that
1: Farmer's week? I told you it was like second in
0: my model. Yeah, Yeah, I don't remember. Trust me. (laughs) The American Express miscut. Houston Open seventh, Yep. Worldwide Technologies Championship miscut, Zozo second.
1: I mean, GPP sounds like to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like the (laughs) ultimate. And the thing is that he's got really good course history for somebody, Mm -hmm. especially at this price. He's got one miscut in 2018, but otherwise has finished basically inside the top 30 in the last you know three years that he's made the cut. Yep. Um, So yeah, Tringale at at 7,300. Like him quite a bit, seventy-two hundred Lanto. Um, you know, I think he's, I think he's fine. Two straight make cuts at this tournament. Uh, you know, his his last time out at the Pebble Beach, he finished sixteenth. Um, you know, he was pretty chalky. He's been pretty chalky, but he might get lost a little bit down here in this seventy-two hundred dollars range. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, there is plenty of other guys around here, but you know, like fucking Molinari. You um, did finish eighth here last year.
1: He lives on the. He's a member now, is he? Yep. Remember at
0: Riviera? I mean, I really expected him to be better after that American Express where he finished sixth, and then in Farmers he started really well and then just sucked. And last week he was okay and sucked most of the time. So, but I mean, the course history is there at seven thousand. So, of the guys around there, I would take Molinari over all of them.
1: It's a fun range, like Luke List. I've been just riding him, and I keep riding him. Twenty second, my model. He's tenth off the tee. Um, he's Top twenty in a lot of the key categories, I'm looking at here, and we look at past history on you know, Miss Cup, and then thirtieth, fifteenth, twenty sixth. So it's playing pretty good. And you know, T fifty three last week, it kind of fell apart on Sunday. But then a first, the farmer's twenty second at Amex. I think he's intriguing. He's also going to be pretty popular. I've heard his name mentioned a ton already. So a chalky Luke list is never fun. I'll admit that. So that could limit things. And that makes the perfect pivot to the man you mentioned in Cam Dringali, who, uh who is nineteenth in my model. In the last twenty four rounds in this field, he's second around the green. Um, he's 15th in the par five scoring categories, fifth in strokes game total, first in scrambling, uh, ninth in the par fours, first in bogey avoidance in this field. So, those are like there's other stuff he's you know not the greatest in, but some of the key categories to kind of avoid bogey and make it to the weekend, he checks those boxes very well. And that's probably why he either finishes really high here or he chunks. I would love to know the years that he missed the cut if he was on the number or not. I would love to know that because the way he plays it. Could he have just snuck in and then had a weekend-type thing? That would be very interesting for as well as he's played. Uh, a couple other guys. I think C. Wu is an, an interesting pivot. If you're looking for some low-owned stuff here, he's 43rd in my model. But looking back at him, miscut last year, T37 third the two years prior. And, you know, 26 last week, T11 at Farmers, T11 at Amex, T55 at Sony, T23 at Century. He's made every cut in the calendar year. So C. Wu at 73 is a guy I think you can uh, get some nice low-ownership play on. You have uh, any uh, wish to go back to Thigala this week?
0: Yeah, I forgot to mention him just because my, my model doesn't necessarily like him. My model hates him, but it's like hard to avoid him right now. Right. I mean, 49th, he did finish 49th in 2017 here. I think he was maybe a freshman in college at yeah, that point. His,
1: he lives in the LA area. His yeah, he's from LA and went to Pepperdine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would play him. He's.
1: I, I wonder projected low own too at least for yeah. now because people are trying to like avoid the like he he's projected at three point five percent on fantasy national and on fan share just to kind of compare five point four percent as a freaking awesome
0: I was impressed with him last week um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he got rattled I, th- I feel like just to kind of sidetrack just a second on seventeen he got fucked.
1: Yeah, that was not that bad of a shot. That thing just kept rolling. Yes, Um, it just (laughs)
0: took a bad hop and like because like they were saying the day before he hit that same club and was short. I don't know if they moved the tees up or what, but you know, I mean, I just felt like you know that really, really. But like he made some hell. He made some really good saves around the green and shit. I was very impressed with his game, man. Yep,
1: and you'll need that this week. Yes. So I think he's very much in play at 73. It's so like him. C. Wu could be ownership. Tringali could be an ownership play. I think C. Bez can be an ownership play. He won't rate out great. He's 38th in the model. He's never played here before, but, you know, recent events, 14th at Pebble, 46th at Farmers, 40th at Amex, 17th at Sony. Uh, we know he played. he's played good at um, – I believe he's played good at Augusta off the top of my head. So he's interesting. I like your Lanto call. Bobby Mack, um, he's intriguing because most uh, – we'll just – look at his stats and don't know he's he struggled in his first two euro events But the last two weeks in europe he's been playing well Um, he could be a nice low on play and the last guy i'll mention here is i'm going back to adam had when he's 88th in my model um, so the, the model numbers don't look great but again if you want to believe in course history which i did last week and he crushed it i'm not expecting him to go that crazy this week but i only go back five years in my model t26 t26 75th t6 t34 That sounds pretty good for $7,100. And he's made three of his last four cuts, T26 or better, in all three events. So I think had one at 71. If you want to believe on course history and current form, uh, I don't mind going to him as well. Uh, 6K range, who you like him?
0: Start with that, 6,900 bucks. Martin Laird. Um, Course history the last couple years isn't great, but he does have some top 10s at this course and is coming off a 14th place finish last week. Pat Perez at 6,800. Played here a bunch. Again, finishes aren't necessarily the best. Um, I know he's coming off a miscut, but when we were on the West Coast, actually on the West Coast and not in the desert, um, he played really well, two straight top tens, you know, at similar type of courses as far as climate and POA, uh, ATT and 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 farmers. Um, so I, I like going back to him this week. Kucher at 6,800 bucks. Played here a shit ton. Finished second a couple years ago. Back-to-back missed cuts. Uh, So take that for what you like. Munoz at 6,700. I've been seeing his name just around leaderboards. His course history is very good for somebody in $6,000 range. He has not missed a cut here in two tries um, and has back-to-back top 40s on tour. Wyndham Clark, uh, great course history for somebody in this range. Eighth and 17th in the last two years. Two straight missed cuts on tour, so do with that what you would like, and uh, that's that's it. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, you can make a case for a lot of guys down here. I'm not going to make a lot of cases, but if you really want to scroll through and kind of mix and match and try to find some fun, you can. Uh, one for me is KH Lee at $6,900. He's coming. He's made three straight cuts here, and only three times he's played. 66 last year, but T13, T25, previous two years. He's coming off a T38 last week after he was a first-round leader. But he's made four all four cuts here since the the Century Tournament of Champions, so he's intriguing. Just to make the cut. Uh, the Munoz call is intriguing to me. I have him checked off as well. Um, but a couple others we can look at. No Ricky Fowler for you. Sixty six hundred. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have him either. But I, that price tag stood out. I saw um, somebody but,
0: tweet that out, and they were like, "That's still too. That's still
1: too expensive." Yeah. I think
0: it was maybe. I think it was maybe Kevin who said that, or replied
1: to somebody who said that's still do That wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, down here in the $6,500 range, I'm very excited about this. Doug Gim, you know, missed cut here last year, but his last few events, T49, T34, T59, I think he's made like seven or eight straight made cuts. So he's intriguing at 65. I love the Wyndham Clark call um he missed the cut last week but t65 t56 t13 prior to that you mentioned the, the event history t8 last year t17 he's an outstanding poa putter he was on that top 10 list that we read out earlier uh he's a guy that i, I really like in this event it appears he might be a little popular which sucks but I like kim james hahn has played some very bad golf of late so that he's a he's the perfect Do you believe in current form or course history because he plays great here he also played great in phoenix and that didn't turn out so well so keep that in mind with James Hahn. I don't think I'll have a ton, but I just want to throw him out there because he's played really well here in the past. But P-Rodge is on the list, $6,500. Um, T- he's made five straight cuts here, T12, T30, T15, T26, T22. So T30 are better in five straight years at this event. Back-to-back missed cuts on tour, though, little bummer, but sixty five hundo. i will take my chances with that. A couple others, Aaron Rye, he's made three straight cuts, and he'd be a guy I'd be looking at at um, – 6,400. First time playing here. JT and great course history last week. He played phenomenal in uh, Phoenix T23. He's made three of his last four cuts, uh, T25, T42, T23. But in this tournament, he has made four straight cuts, T43, T30, T28, T17, striking the ball very, very well. Uh, I like JT at 6,400. I'll go back to the Matt Wallace train at 63. I'm not going to go as heavy as I was last week, but he uh, had a bit of the shanks a couple times, and he was actually out there on Saturday after missing the cut, hitting balls in the range when Sam Ryder hit his hole in one. Who? He, there, oh, Wallace. Yeah, yes. I saw that video. There's a video of him. So I saw it. He's one of those guys, when it starts to click, he's going to blow away his price. That's all I'm going to say. Like he's too, he's too talented to be this cheap. Um, he should at least be like mid sevens for me. Maybe I'm overthinking Matt Wallace, but he's a much better golfer than 6,300 bucks. So I'll have some more shares of him this week and enjoy that price point. And the only other guy, if you want to go super deep, I mentioned him in some fan share stuff earlier, uh, David Lipsky at 6,200 bucks. If you're going for like kind of a stars and scrubsy look, he's made a, a T24 at Pebble, T56 at Farmers, T14 at the Amex. Never played here before. But uh, when you look at the model as well, he's, uh, he's striking it pretty well. And so he's a guy that I wouldn't mind um, at 6,200 if you're looking to punt. Not sure you're going to have to punt, but it's an option nonetheless. All right. 10k and above, Jesse. Who's your number one? I'm gonna say can't lay. I'll let you have can't lay. He would be my number one. I'll go Morikawa as mine. Uh, 9k range, Cam Smith. Damn, I'm take all my guys. You don't have to, gonna, you can agree with me. Yeah, but I'll, I'll give the listeners a couple options here. So I'm gonna go Hideki Matsuyama as right. mine. I'm really curious. Like, if Rory's low owned, I'm gonna say this now. If he's projected low owned, I'm gonna. Have way too much Rory, probably. What's come down to? And then I'm gonna cry on Friday afternoon. But <laughs> it'll be a complete strategy play because he's he's way too good. It's gonna click here soon. Eight uh, K range. Who you got, Fitzpatrick? I like that. He was not my number one, but I do like him. It's a good range. I I almost have every guy checked off in the eight K range. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go Gooch at eight K. But man, I'm gonna have a lot of that spread out in my line at my 20 max. Uh 75 to 79. Um I'm gonna say Henley. I'm gonna go with Kevin Nah go with Kevin Na. Uh 7K to 74. Uh Tringali. Tringali's a good one. Like the more we look at that, I think that's gonna be a very good uh pivot play. I'm gonna go back to Thigala. Let's go oh, okay, Thigala. Too. Yep. uh let's have some fun there like, i don't expect the guy to win but if even t20s i'd be over the moon oh he's that
0: paying way. that off easy if he did yeah, like t30 yeah.
1: in reality pays it off people so like that's why i think he's could he have a complete letdown no doubt about it but he's proven pretty much every week he's better than 7300 bucks uh 6k range who's your number one
0: um i'm gonna say layered uh with pat Perez being close second
1: I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark for me, but I will say is uh, he's projected 10% owned on um, fantasy national, which is way too high for a six K guy and on, um, but fancier has got about 5%, which isn't the end of the world. So I'm leaning more towards that 5% uh, on the deal, and, and again, this is why I usually don't look till Wednesday when things kind of settle out a little more. Uh, if you're playing cash this week, Jesse, who's a cash lineup you're starting out with
0: uh, Fitzpatrick, Henley and Scott.
1: I like that. That was quick for me too. Like you yeah, had that one down. I did have that uh, one down. York. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Nah, Paul Casey, and uh, I'll throw in your um, your Henley with that as well. So I'll take those three. If you're starting out a tournament lineup, who you got?
0: Start with uh, with Cantlay or Rom. I mean, pick your boys in there. Uh, Peters and Bubba.
1: I'm going go with the Decky, Cam Smith, and. Um, Thigala. go with those three. Like uh, if you are uh, picking things to win here, a good old DraftKings sports book, gets a little interesting over here. Uh, you are going to get some great odds on such a deep field. Like Rory's at twenty two, which when was the last time you saw that? Yeah, uh, that's, that's crazy. Uh, Fitz is thirty five. You got Spieth forty. Like we even talk about speeth, He's super low owned. If you want to be contrarian, he's played decent at this golf course. Uh, Bubba's forty five and he owns this place. So who do you like?
0: Uh, I mean, if you look at somebody like Cam Smith, 22, um, mm. Fitzpatrick, 35 uh, to one. Odds I don't think are are terrible. Um, deeper down the board, it starts getting a little bit more sketch. But, I mean, you look at a guy like Tom Hogue, 90 to one. He just won. I know it wasn't as good of a field, but it was on POA, and it was on, you know, on the West Coast. So, there you go.
1: Patty reads at 90. Everyone's talking about it. Um, Kevin Knott seventy five. I I've, I really liked what I've seen from Kevin Knott. Everything I looked at this week, not sure he's gonna win, but seventy five is interesting. I am with you. If if anything, he's you know five to one for a, a top ten could be interesting too. Yeah, Rory at twenty two. Man, it's that even Xander at twenty two, Smith at twenty two. Like those are some interesting numbers to say the least. But I want to look at top twenty here in a field this loaded. You can probably get some nice top twenty numbers. I would imagine like Nas two thirty. It's Not bad actually, that's that's interesting. Uh, for Nahogi's 275, uh, we didn't talk Corey Connors either, that was interesting. He's been but Sag- the is 350 to top 20, he stands out as an interesting one, but uh, yeah, so some uh, some fun can be had this week. Any final thoughts for the Genesis Invitational? Oh, no, the only well, I, I guess I do because I when I say I don't, then well,
0: I would say <laughs> I do have, um, you know. With it being uh, obviously a, a very top heavy field, um, I, f- I feel like stars and scrubs will be a popular way to go. So maybe potentially go- going more balanced uh, will help you dif- differentiate. I-, I do think a lot of those guys in the middle will be popular. But
1: um, yeah, I mean, just thinking outside, trying to think outside the box a little bit there. I'm 100% with you. And that happened a lot at uh, Phoenix last week. Uh, looking at some of the better lineups i had if you avoided the 6k range and there were some good guys down there don't get me wrong that played really well but if you had more of the 7 to 9k guys you had some pretty stacked lineups if you did it right so um i think you can go a little more balanced this week um don't completely fade the top 10 range if you're uh if you're making a bunch of lineups but if you want to be a little more balanced it makes a lot of sense this week when more guys make the cut. Six of six is always important, but even more important this week, where your five of sixes might struggle to score to to cash compared to other weeks. So um yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. And you got some of the best players in the world at eight nine K still. Right. So you it's not like you're looking for uh, you know, some scrubs in that range. You got some some dogs up there. So there's there's no problem with that it's a good good piece of advice to, to wrap things up on the show, Jesse. Um, and the one thing I'll say is I need to go look at the corn fairy event because some of the boys are playing there because they're not at the invitational. I don't know any uh, who I haven't even seen the field, but one thing I saw is a tweet on Twitter, that Sodashi K- uh, Kadira, who I love to play at like $6,800 on our fields is 35 to one down there. So I want to see what's going on at this event. <laughs> That's all I want to know. So uh, when we're done recording, I have to go make a point to go look at uh, corn fairy this week because DK usually has them now. Usually not always, but usually so that'll be a uh, fun as well. But uh, we'll wrap it up there. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Entrec. The podcast at Always Press DFS. If you have any questions, we're in the Fantasy D-Gens Discord. Hit us up over there. But until next time, your Genesis Invitational preview in the books. Catch you guys later.